Oh, snap. Taraji P. Henson coming out with a new talk show about mental health on Facebook. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Vicariously Merlin. This is episode 11 and 12 of season four. Let's just jump right into it. The Hunter's Heart, written by Richard McBrien, directed by Jeremy Webb. This episode premiered December 10th of 2011 to a rating of, for me, 9.6. I really like this episode. Let's just go through my notes because I got some more vegging out to do. I have not done enough on this Saturday. Well, technically it is Sunday, but it's still my Saturday, if that makes any type of sense, because I have not went to bed yet, so it's still that day. Never mind what the clock says. Let's start out with Gwen. Gwen mopping out or mucking out, likely straw with shit, but it's still Gwen. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And then bandits show up because that's what bandits do. And she has to run for her life, but then is stopped from certain death. As she is very much a stunning woman, and it is noticed by the head of this bandit crew by the name of Helios. And he intends to enjoy himself with her. I just want to point out that Helios looked like the kind of dude that Morgana could get to smash with because they're both on that same ratchet level and I'm 9% no 10% sure now out of 10 mind you (laughs) math was never my strong suit 90% is what I should have been going for, (laughs) not 9%. (laughs) But he's her drug dealer. Anyhow, the scene before it all popped off of her just taking a moment out of her miserable life to think about the man that she still loves with his ring around her neck, I thought was very poignant. Then you can't have an episode without a Merlin Arthur interaction that reduces Arthur to a teenage bully and telling Merlin to shut up. Arthur announces he's been adulting and has arranged to entertain the idea of joining two kingdoms via marriage. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Merlin ain't with them shits at all and wastes no time pointing out that, yeah, I know you said not to mention Gwen's name, but I'm bringing her up in conversation and you're the one who said her name. Thus, I did not do as you ordered me to not say her name and then says, I don't like this idea because you're still in love with her. And then he turns around like, if you mention anything like that again, you can join her ass in exile. And for five minutes, Merlin was looking like, bitch, bitch, I will. Hey, hey, what you doing, motherfucker? 
Merlin is like, let's not play like we do not have a poly relationship between all three of us. And I'm in a non-romantic relationship with both of you. (laughs) But that seriously is like his sis though. And out of everyone, and it's the thing that I do applaud Merlin for, and I don't applaud him for much. He is the only one that really, after everything that went down, backs Guinevere. I mean, he always backed Guinevere because they was friends first before you know the bromance began that had to be worked up to and he had to be convinced by one dragon that that was even his destiny they didn't like each other at first but him and Gwen they always got on they was always friendly she welcomed him to the town kept him up to speed with things he didn't know they've had each other's back over the years that's why I was always disappointed that she never knew about his powers because that would have been someone that you could have made a very i mean i guess they just didn't want to open up the whole can of worms that she would be lying to arthur and that's where i don't like this whole entire thought process behind the show of gwen has to be on a pedestal and thus cannot be marred in any type of manner and must be above the standard it would have been nice to see what she felt about magic being a regular townsfolk and doesn't have a father who is so anti against magic and then had a father that was accused and then murdered because he associated with people of magic maybe she got some personal feelings either way it would have been nice to explore that with the character but i digress this all means to say that Merlin thought for one moment that I might have to leave this motherfucker because um I don't like him right now (laughs) especially this whole idea he got of marrying some other bitch that we don't know the crack whore is displeased that Agravain continues to fail after he kills some poor kid because he was like yeah i know i'm master of papers but i will not betray my king i've decided i will be loyal and he's like well that was stupid because you should be loyal to the person that's threatening you with bodily harm and that's me even though he didn't do so i felt as if he was saying it without needing to say it and then i was like i know he did not like does this body not gonna raise any questions at least they brought that back into the storyline because i knew he didn't drag that shit out of the castle i don't know where he hid it probably in a cupboard i don't know but (laughs) at least they did bring it back into the story line and he used it to actually be successful at something for once but she tells him you're gonna be replaced real quick Helios has Gwen all dolled up, even gives her her own little lady's maid. So she wanted to be the queen of bandits she could have. And he has her dressed like a harem girl, bringing out all the charm despite murdering folks in her village. And she was only spared because his dick wanted to. However, my girl ain't no fool and realizes that she'll need to play the part so that she can keep on breathing. Yet, is it going to act like she's instantly won over considering how they met? He thinks she comes from a good family, but she is no one. She states just 
has the grace in the manner of the queen and he asks her to dine and she curtsies like sure it's not like i really have a choice and can say no but i'll play along with the ruse of civility he plans to hear her whole story all night if it takes because he wants to get up in them draws and he has uh, laid out a very sumptuous feast so that she will be dessert she concocts all types of fantasy tale to enthrall him until he is interrupted by none other than morgana and i know he was thinking damn i am out of heroin she gonna have to settle for these crack crystals gwen is like morgana oh no 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 she cannot see me here as she's tried to kill me many times and frankly i don't even know why and is able to scuttle past to retire for the night when helios with major blue balls allows her to do so after she gives him one of those winning smiles and he does not hesitate pointing his dick in the other direction called morgana <laughs> and you just know he was thinking god damn it i'm out of heroin she gonna have to settle for these crack crystals gwen is like morgana oh i need to get at all out of here because this bitch keeps trying to kill me and quite frankly i don't even know why she gives helios one of her winning smiles to allow herself to scuttle out of the room and he has major blue balls but wastes no time does not even hesitate pointing that dick in morgana's direction and she's like you know i'll let you have it if i'm queen <laughs> and i'm like girl this is your plan you was really a gnat of a threat and it's like shoe fly don't bother me if someone would just take a fly swatter she would splat she's barely being <laughs> significant the only time she is able to accomplish anything is when she goes after gwen because that's the easy target because she was her loyal servant for like forever so of course <laughs> the one that you know best is the one you most successfully can hurt aggravane actually has a successful plan and morgana gets the siege documents she needs and takes them to helios she also requires some chapstick immediately because those lips i mean if they get any more chapped they're just going to start bleeding gwen spies on their next conversation in which they discuss aggravane and his terrible ways and she is then caught and you would think as a lady's maid she would have much lighter of foot but <laughs> i'm gonna forgive it because it's gwen and spying is you know not her forte however her street smarts come out where she has to hide underwater under the river water to throw the men off her scent she also out in the woods all alone at night scared shivering and the way in which he kisses and clutches and holds on to arthur's ring for strength and comfort and then sleeps holding it with both hands they really was trying to tear out my guts but she is still being hunted because morgana is relentless and then she plays with her food before knocking her out and enchanting her into a deer so that arthur and his hunting party can track her and the man himself can kill her you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking as stated her gwen plans are always rather 
effective, the bitch, <laughs> diabolical. I guess we could check in on Arthur, who is courting that chick who isn't. She's a princess, and she is a bad person, and genuinely likes Arthur. And I think Arthur genuinely likes her, and she wants Ar- uh, Merlin to like her because Merlin is not having it one bit. And the two do have a great deal in common. They show what this whole arc shows is that Arthur doesn't just love Gwen at the end of the season that he chooses her above all else so now that I got that out of the way I don't feel much need to uh (laughs) to talk about the whole arc in detail let's talk about the scene the scene first morgana dropping the ring and then merlin is able to see the doe he's already not down with this hunting anyway like mm. and he sees that it is gwen and that she is scared and crying and he knows that arthur has no idea and he can't explain how he knows this is guinevere so when she is spotted and you have why do we need that line what a beauty (laughs) by freaking sir leon i just didn't yeah that was a little creepy and then he's like it's yours sire and then he takes the shot he can't do anything because this man is about to kill the love of his life and he can't explain or even like any wrong move and the situation's just gonna go further down and for once he's just smart and just does what he needs to do to allow arthur not to kill the love of his life however the bachelorette she is able to strike and there's just many metaphors here marrying this woman would kill any possibility of reconciliation with gwen like this is a shot an actual arrow shot to the soul of that relationship them getting together so her being the one that wounds her makes some kind of symmetrical sense and then we also see that merlin was too busy rescuing arthur from absolute ruination that he couldn't stop her the situation is just so precarious after that because he doesn't even speak and that's not like merlin (laughs) he just starts to search for her like where's gwen at and the way in which teary-eyed he's just frantically hoping for some kind of glimpse of her and he can't tell once again arthur what's going on because there's just no way to explain to arthur what is going on and he also knows that she's likely hurt possibly dead and then it was arthur that did it and what is that going to do to that relationship and they're like oh it's around here somewhere sire and then arthur finds the ring it's his ring on a chain he has no comprehension of what of why this ring is here what is happening he confronts the wall he's created around his heart the dam he's put up from the moment that the betrayal happened and he exiled her it starts to crumble completely down this whole facade of yes i can move on yes i can still be happy it's not 
a possibility even after this moment and he sees merlin looking at him and that's the only person that could possibly understand what he is going through at this moment seeing that ring knowing what this ring means and merlin's not even pretending that something is wrong that she isn't not close by and the way he just looks at him and then starts to continue all teary-eyed and emotional like you can hear them at least i did yelling at each other in that silent you know emotional moment it just he's just like what the fuck is going on why is she here do you know she's here you know (laughs) he is bombarded by so much and then you have this bitch in the background talking about my lord (laughs) my lord he look and i appreciate that she didn't do nothing wrong but it just showed when it comes to guinevere nothing else matters to arthur and worse he doesn't know what this means finding his ring here the last time he gave it to her it was on her finger clearly she's kept it if it's on a chain why did she leave it did she see me um does she know what i'm doing did i hurt her in the way i felt hurt even if i felt that she may deserve that you still have just so much complications i love this scene so much one of my favorite arwen scenes and fucking gwen wasn't even in it with arthur just this damn ring so much being communicated through it and then he just walks away with the ring saying there will be no more sport today and then you have the princess looking at Mer- merlin for any type of understanding Let's do it like I can. Oh. merlin knew what's up he's like yeah this is exactly what needs to happen <laughs> like i like you you ain't an evil person i respect you but you can't come between this i will not allow it it's not happening so this all worked out for me and i'm not gonna even pretend that my pettiness is not happy for it (laughs) at night he searches for guinevere and finds her and also heals her his magic did not fail it did not even uh stumble Gwen refuses to go back to camelot but tells merlin to warn arthur and he's like girl you don't even understand he don't listen to me for shit and he doesn't and i thought it was a stupid plan anyway because why wouldn't you think that they would not see why a (laughs) what would happen i mean i'm rather surprised that guinevere or morgana didn't stay around to watch guinevere die jesus christ my words but i think that she couldn't have there was way too many knights of camelot unless you were just gonna out yourself as being around and lurking that was stupid of her to have watched her plan to be successful there's no reason to think that it didn't have a 98 percent chance of being so but merlin does save the day for once the princess respects that he uh can all all that he can offer is a treaty and that he has given his heart and would give up his entire kingdom or he says it's nothing without the daughter of a blacksmith of whom he loves dearly and she says well i would give up my own kingdom for such love and they do leave on good terms despite him being really disrespectful the day before not answering her calls he dropped her like she was a hot ball of lava he was like nah nah son but i do like you and i don't want us to go to war 
so i hope you understand and she's like yeah i do i do i will say though just to go back to my annoyance with the fact that they had the whole merlin tells arthur about agravane and arthur doesn't believe him that was just set up to make him be the fool in that situation and make it seem as if merlin did anything to prove his case it's just oh yeah let me take you to his room and you're gonna see the proof you could have constructed this at any time and why only when gwen shows up and there's about to be at the person but you knew all this time he was up to no good so i'm just not clear on why all of a sudden it's so urgent you could have been gotten ahead of this shit and then maybe gwen wouldn't have gotten in danger or whatever the case may be just i don't like when the show tries to give merlin more credit than he ever deserves and that was one of the moments where i'm like don't make arthur be the blame for not believing merlin he just rolled up out of the blue and damn if gwen didn't even stay around even at the edge of camelot just to be like so look i know you hate me but look into my eyeballs i'm telling you what i saw i have no reason to lie you told me if i came back here i i would die so i'm risking my life here i think you could take me very seriously and he would have it was just clunky for no reason and that it was all coming out in the next episode made it rather useless to have happen in the first place other than to once again make arthur not the confident king it's almost like oh yeah well you still have a long way to go to grow it's like no he he should be he has earned enough gone through enough in which he should just be growing like it would have been better if he knew about the attack and they were prepared for it but no the show just wants to regurgitate the same tired ass storyline and the slow-mo i mean there was one time in this entire episode that it worked and then in this next episode it did not it was just so overly done as if it was the only thing they can come up with and then they did it 10 times more than they did it before we're talking about the sword and the stone part one written by jake michi surprise surprise and directed by yup you guessed it alice trotton two people that are at a creativity wall and it shows this episode was uh it premiered 12 17 of 2011 and i gave it a 7.2 out of 10 i really didn't love a lot of things that were going on even though there were some endearing moments mostly because they did a twist on barry allen losing his memory (laughs) in the flash and that endeared me to what i was seeing but otherwise it it was a very lackluster episode i like that it did start out on a light moment between merlin and arthur because usually their banter is rather like two kids that two brothers that hate each other but they never really show them ever liking each other (laughs) and he's teasing him about the fact that he is put on weight and he is trying to put an extra notch in his belt to save his vanity but arthur catches him and he's like look man i didn't want to say nothing but 
yeah you might be getting fat and then he tries it himself and he's like okay do what you gotta do (laughs) so maybe arthur is depressed and drinking because he really wants his gwen back and misses her terribly and he's still hurt and miffed by it when that comes out in the later scene when (laughs) merlin with no damn chill sees arthur happily wanting some food and some wine and he's like oh you better be careful because i don't want to have to put another notch in your belt and then when percival fucking bust out laughing (laughs) no 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 (laughs) he didn't have to play him like that i mean that was downright disrespectful and talking about oh i can keep secrets and then he tells them what's a good thing that you ain't gotta keep important secrets because you spill it out all the time and the fact that that's absolutely and 100 percent true because even the fact that no one knows he's a sorcerer is rather ignorant everyone should know he whispered a spell right next to this man's ear (laughs) but um yeah very nice scene of him just looking in the crowd and wishing gwen was there which is why once again morgana takes camelot with agravain and arthur none the wiser because he didn't have his his counsel that he never really doubted and who is much smarter than him (laughs) by his side that slow-mo though of arthur putting in work down that hallway I did like that i applauded that shot with the knights then him being surprised that aggravain joined in like how did you think people were setting fires inside and they already had taken the lower town if there was not someone working on the inside and my word the first thing you should have thought the minute people were attacking you in the castle was merlin was right aggravain must be in on this because who else would be or that i was just told recently is betraying me in this exact same way (laughs) just so it's just a way to emasculate arthur and then they did it one step further by taking away his free will over the most stupidly debated conversation ever between gaius i honestly gaius is like cliff to me right now i can't stand his face every time he just says something stupid you know is there anything you can do you know i can't if unless i had some stuff in my hall i may be in a potion not anything uh maybe you can do something oh so it's magic what is this conversation this is terrible writing at its peak elion is captured and they definitely are going to torture him via a a snake or some netherian serpent i didn't care about him being tortured and apparently it wasn't a lasting effect at all (laughs) ilian only got screen time because he's gwen's brother but he does not stand on his own of any merit whatsoever they just have that connection to gwen he don't give a shit about his sister so when he got tortured i hope he was dead 
and the emasculation continues for arthur as he becomes <laughs> that outfit was was really funny though <laughs> and then i was like where's the fat he just got some ass and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit because i marked down the actual timestamp. helios eating that chicken though <laughs> being all aroused at the torture licking his lips like mm, this is Mm, this is, and then when he just gave that side eye look to fucking aggravate like you ain't into this gross you nasty and morgana's wicked witch of the west comes out talking about aggravating i'm gonna need you to go find arthur because that's what i need and then she just hobbles off with fucking uh <laughs> with helios like yeah i'm about to hit that and he even washed his hands and i was like they are filthy they are filthy disgusting people both of them and yes they are definitely smashing merlin stumbles upon a caravan with tristan and yazold is old is old day is that it's some true tragic romance story that i watched a long time ago and i don't remember anything about it and this is definitely a lesser version and instead of merlin just offering gold for a ride he's like can we just come with you because i need company with my simple friend and they were like yeah i'm gonna take you out of the bushes and attack you with swords but i'm gonna let you go because you're taking care of a simpleton and you ain't a threat to me but i needed to know if you saw anything what and then they joined the caravan and both these characters i don't like like i'm just gonna tell you that right now they do not look like a couple anyone would see together he looks entirely too old for her and (laughs) she looks like she has never had an acting job in her life i don't know i'm not feeling it arthur is downright adorable though being barry alley without barry allen without his memory staring out the window like a damn dog and then the way he put his like foot out to get out because he didn't know how to get out the caravan and then him hugging that damn tree they just had a shot of merlin going to the back to see whatever incense they had back there and he's just hugging the tree and apparently the king of camelot would not like smugglers on his land and they don't like the king of camelot so there's that all merlin does is bitch about being the job or a servant he just (laughs) i can't stand merlin i can't sometimes i just especially when he's like can i get a please can i get a thank you when you be all this i'm a you're a servant we've said it you you don't understand what humility is and i was mentioning this many episodes ago and i remember mimi was like i don't think that that's what it is yes i think he is very full of his damn self very much so my mind was so on bradley's dick though and his ass in them pants especially at minute with the minutes to go 1645 damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga i don't know if i'm not supposed to have been looking at the chubby but i was thoroughly distracted because them pants was thin and his ass was just goddamn and then they had the audacity (laughs) or blessing to then show it from the front and he's just poking out looking at me and i'm like hello (laughs) 
then the caravan is attacked by Agravine's men and the roost is up uh tristan and arthur do a debate at a really terrible time about his high ass taxes and that's why i'm doing illegal activities and he's like yeah well those taxes pay for the people at camelot like i don't know what what would you like me agree to so that you will not smuggle i i didn't need any of this political bullshit (laughs) it just was aggravating and that girl can't fight because she go down real quick and then it's arthur that has to save her and he's still not grateful but she has enough sense to say thank you because that was my life that you just saved morgana is now forcing Gwen to fight because he wants people to eat because they are starving particularly the old man and she says well fine you will have to uh earn each piece of food by entertaining us with your fighting skills arthur acknowledges that he keeps getting played and wonders if he sucks at being king and he doesn't understand how the people he brought in and cared for like how could morgana or Agravain do this to me but you know he kind of sort of was thinking about gwen as well which is uh, a subject for the end of the episode and then we realize why they were trying to get to isadore or whatever merlin's mother he has a mother and when you think about the fact that he's had a mother all this time yeah <laughs> i think enough said and i'm pretty sure they're going to mention it in the feedback seeing arthur sincere like i'm really sad that actually your caravan did get attacked because people were after me and he says yeah well they took my shit and she means more to me though and he says well that's everything and he's like well maybe you aren't an asshole like i thought you were because i made a whole bunch of ideas of you based on your taxes merlin it it turns out sent guinevere to his mother because her village got attacked and now she needs somewhere to go and this is where she should have always went and the two reunite both uh arthur and gwen and it's beautiful and then aggravating is right there because he has found them and i'm sure that is where we're gonna pick up lex episode okay i can't resist one petty commentary how the fuck you his mama and his daddy that he didn't even know died and you couldn't even be bothered to show up in the same season be shown having a note they really trashed with this show (laughs) i think i remember merlin through the greatest hits and then when i have to sit and analyze it it'd be like mm-hmm. you better be glad your greatest hits make this show worth rewatching. <laughs> and with that said let's head on to the feedback Hey Christina, it's me Shy. Um, back to talk about Merlin episode 11 and 12. So we are winding down to concluding epi- episode season 4 and moving on to the final season. Um, wow, it's been quite a journey. So yeah, some ups and downs, some good, some bad and um, here we are. As for these two episodes, um, I mean, I enjoyed them both. Uh, um, 
can't say which one I liked more than the other so I'll just say I like them both um but yeah so we have episode 11 where we have author getting engaged to Princess Mythian Mythian is that how you say her name anyway I was uh I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know how to feel about this one because I was wondering why he was acting so quickly to get engaged. I mean, I know. I mean, I know. You know, he's trying to combine the kingdoms and blah 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 and this and that and the other. But I'm like, um, okay, you were just in love with Gwen and about to marry Gwen, and now you're. I guess rushing into another relationship into a marriage when you're not I don't know but I guess he was trying to be the type of king that his father taught him to be which is thinking of the kingdom and putting his needs and wants last so but come to find out uh, apparently he uh he was feeling this princess a little bit, you know, he was, uh, which I thought was interesting choice that <clears throat> he was feeling her and, um, actually liked her. But then again, I mean, she was a nice, you know, young lady and she had a, um, a nice personality. Um, if it wasn't for Gwen, I would be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. But, you know, obviously I'm not feeling it in that regard because of Gwen, so um but yeah it was still interesting we have you know merlin being extra merlin trying to cock block this situation and being terrible at it as usual so why would he not be terrible at this as he is with everything else so there you go um and i mean i get it he was loyal to gwen and he felt that gwen and Arthur is supposed to be together um at the same time he's extra Merlin as always so you know I thought it was funny you know um, since you know hearing you guys talk about um Morgana all I could think about is that throughout this episode um how she looks like a crackhead <laughs> and so yeah I was I mean every time I saw her that's all that kept going on in my head is you know how she looks like a crackhead um but yeah that green makeup is not doing her any favors that makeup around her eyes uh, I don't know what they were going for there but it, yeah it does make her look like <laughs> she's on something so I thought that was funny um We got to see Gwen at some village that she ended up um, staying at, and it was under attack. We meet Helios, Helios, who's recruited by Morgana to overtake the the castle, Camelot. So um, he comes across Gwen, and of course he takes a liking to her. He's feeling her, and and of course uh, Morgana comes out of her cabin finally her cabin in the woods to meet up with him and they plan their have their devious plan of taking over um so yeah yeah that was and of course 
Gwen just so happens to slip on a rock and they just so happen to see her I mean hear her and oh you know how that goes you know of course that had to go down that way um so yeah then we have Gwen escaping because you know no one can have ever have tight security um escaping somehow and Morgana turning her into a deer course i thought that whole thing of her ripping off um the necklace and then just throwing it next to her i'm like okay what's the point of that but whatever um so (laughs) i guess the point was for author to find it and get all googly eyes and all that good stuff so that served that purpose and um so yeah merlin was able to uh, know that that was gwen goes back to save her and she tells him about the devious plot that Morgana and Helios has of course Merlin goes and tries to tell Arthur and of course he gets egg and face um when the stuff is still there of course and and my thing is and I've said this before and then they double down on it in this episode with um Arthur talking about Oh, uh, now he's known Agravane since he was a child. Like, since when? When did Agravane come to Camelot? I, I, uh, okay, oh, I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I refuse to believe he would betray me. How will you refuse to believe that? You believed it before, but now you refuse to believe it? Anyway, I guess they, again, trying to set us up for the ultimate betrayal in the next episode. So we had the, um, throw that out there which I wasn't buying so whatever anyways um so again we see author picking up the ring and obviously immediately thinking about Gwen he couldn't go through with the marriage to the princess because obviously he was still in love with Gwen and he already knew that so whatever um moving on to episode 12 I will say finally Morgana had an actually good plan um, that she was able to execute and able to take over um, Camelot with the help of uh, Helios. So, okay then. Then we see that, you know, author finding out finally, I mean, it only took to episode 12 for the. You know that to be revealed uh, shouldn't have even taken that long but as usual Gaius and Merlin are completely useless and so it took you know Agravane just revealing his own self to for author to figure out what's going on <clears throat> so whatever um, yeah I'm glad to see that you know Elian is just so distraught over his sister um like never i mean not even one you know sad face that his sister is gone so but we've already talked about that so no need to beat that dead horse you know it's amazing how they when they want to make Gaius smart and all-knowing they can but somehow he's not able to train merlin or keep merlin on the right track um because uh or come up with some damn plan to entrap 
aggravating no we can't do that we just got to know this dude is evil know this dude is up to no good have him have full reign over the uh the castle but you know let's not try to um expose him whatsoever but again we've already talked about that too so guys can go from being extremely smart to being ridiculously dumb I mean, I really, I mean, I, I know you explained this before, Christina, but I still, it still doesn't make sense to me, this allegiance to Morgana. Um, just like what I um, mean, author said, you know, if you've known, I mean, you've known both of them since they were children, according to author, but author is your blood. And so why would you, I mean, I don't, it, it just, he just came across as this needy, I, I mean, he didn't seem like he was after the throne or power hungry or anything like that. Um, he just seemed like he was all into Morgana and wanted to be with Morgana, wanted to be by her side. So that's how it came across to me. He didn't come across as someone that he was going to eventually betray Morgana to get to the throne. He was pretty much her, her biatch this whole time and just doing her bidding. So I just didn't understand. I just don't understand other than, you know, he's thinking with the other head, you know, why he would. I just don't. I just don't. It just didn't make sense to me. Him betraying Arthur like that for what? I mean, there was never really any, any, he never really said anything like gave a good reason for why he would go against his own nephew. So, you know, his sister who died, and unless, maybe, do we blame Arthur for being born? I don't know. Again, it wasn't explored, so I don't even really understand his motives and why he continued to work with Magana and all that good stuff. So, once, especially once Uther was killed, you know, I, I mean, I can see him being, uh, have a problem with Uther, but I don't still get it with the Arthur thing. I tell you what, Merlin is one nosy son of a gun. That I mean, I've never seen someone so nosy. And it's like he's just constantly nosy, sticking his nose and stuff as none of his business, questioning people. You know, it's like you know, I get it, but you know, sometimes he's a bit extra with it. It's just really, you know, can be overbearing sometimes. Um, I did find the whole simpleton author merlin dynamic i thought that was cute a little humor um and that uh to go along with everything else we see that author's confidence is shaken from all the betrayal that he's experienced um you know between morgana i mean even his father um in regards to his mother and now aggravating so, I mean, I get it, um, you know, it makes you question yourself, makes you doubt yourself and your judgment uh, when you have people around you steady betraying you and you're not, none the, and you're none the wiser, I should say. So, um, I do want to take a moment, uh, have a moment of silence for Gwen appreciation because, yeah, we, we got that. We got that in this episode. Um, Gwen was looking um, hella good. And um, I must uh, say my appreciation for that very fact. Um, but yeah. 
how Aggravane kept finding Arthur, I'll never know. I'm like, how in the world? Wasn't it like, didn't everybody run from Camelot? Wasn't there thousands and thousands of people? Yet somehow he was able to, you know, find Arthur's uh, track and track him down. I don't know. Uh, anyways, so um, I will just go with it because we have to. Uh, but I did find it interesting that when they got to the village and um, they were supposedly surrounded, somehow they escaped. I'm like, weren't they surrounded? I thought they said they were surrounded. But anyway, so they always managed to escape. And slippery, slippery people. Anyways, um, but yes, I, I for a moment I thought we were going to go this entire episode without seeing Gwen but it's good to see that she uh made it to Eldor I don't know how she made it to um Merlin's old stumping ground but she did and uh we see that her and Arthur are reunited um right before you know shit hit the fan but still we still got a good Arwen moment um so Yes, this uh, finale should be very interesting. Um, Morgana has taken over the castle, and so she's in charge of Camelot for I'm assuming until next episode when Arthur finds a way to defeat her. But she did she did have a successful plan for once. So hey, I'm not mad at her. Not mad at her at all. But yeah, episode 12 was a nice penultimate episode. Um, looking forward to the finale. So next week will be the finale of four and the season premiere of five. So that should be very interesting. Um, but that's all I have for now. Um, don't have too much more to say. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on our two-parter. And uh, looks like she felt that Arthur had everything coming to him because he exiled Shy. She didn't say those words, but... Or exiled Shy, <laughs> Gwen. She didn't say those words, but I heard them anyway. Uh, but I ain't mad at her at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah i think they were decent episodes i think i liked one over the other mainly because i had much of a bigger problem with the action scenes in the second one well they're just the over the heavy handedness with the 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 slow-mo and then i as you pointed out merlin's just merlin like those moments where he was cute was fine with him but then you just stole his free will and you're sitting here lecturing him then you made him your his bitch like you're gonna work for me like Merlin it's not cute like you call him a bully but then the minute you turn around or you get the power you yourself becomes a bully I just I dislike that a lot but yes Gwen. I did not point out that Gwen was looking extra sexy in this episode however the taunting during the fight I was like eh why does the dialogue have to be so terrible the script writer jake michi i just don't like his script writing whatsoever i think it's just juvenile and uh and just clunky i I need to find new words i need a thesaurus 
might have to start reading a thesaurus <laughs> but he was looking fine and he was being the noble man that he is fighting for his friends Elian in the corner looking like a bitch I think I've said biatch like 14 times this episode as well I'm learning to listen to myself talk as I'm talking and sometimes I hate it (laughs) I don't know if anyone else has ever went through that that problem before but currently I am feeling it and then as far as how did aggravane because I was not paying to be quite frank any real attention to the direction of people were going I was like eh I'm so tired of seeing this happen once again but I will say that she was able to to torture Ilion and Ilion knew the direction and where they were going so he was just following the direction of people continuing to travel and I think they did make it clear in one of those episodes where that he was out with Arthur that he was a good tracker like he seems to be a capable person for the most part as far as knowing what to do and how to do as as one would command a, a type not an army but you know what I'm getting at to those standards but in reference to what his thing was with Morgana I think they actually went really inconsistent with it I thought before it was and I'm, I must have been misremembering because I don't recall a lot of season five I'm just gonna be honest about that and I barely recall his storyline during this season so I for some reason was reading their scenes as if he was trying to usurp her in a certain manner but maybe I was saying it wrong or what I meant by usurp her like I am your nurturer I'm your caregiver I will take care of you you're gonna be queen but I'm gonna be your king right and that type of usurping maybe that's what I was meaning to say because that's where they showed with all him you know creepily looking at her when she sleep and then all of a sudden she had like a power surge in this episode where she was like yeah you're getting on my nerves and maybe she was playing a part I don't know but I'm not really that interested either to try to figure it out I think that he just wants he he at some point is now weirdly fascinated with her and he's like oh yeah don't take me by like he's making a bid for like because she's already ready to discard him she doesn't like him she she just used him for what he could do for her and what he did was successful and he's running out of running out of basically a reason to be her number one ally as he calls himself a number one friend and now that she got helios and an army behind her well i don't really need you and he senses that that slipping away from him so he made this desperate plea of you know of his own importance and she kind of indulged him but i think like with uh how her sister did lucifer guy is she planning on killing him in the end once she very firmly gets her grasp on someone else that can further assist her and he sees that already happening with helios once he brings arthur then he's he's uh he's used up he's just he's stupid enough he doesn't realize it yet so in a way 
the entire time it was oh it looked like he had all this upper hand because she was just alone but she'd been doing like that whole plan with her and helios that just didn't they didn't meet up that one time they know each other um and uh they had had some contact for a while so she kind of came with a a little plan it it was (laughs) what would one say not as majestic or even as ah, what's the other momentous as when she was planning with her sister but she feels like part of a mercenary crew then i'm trying to be the rightful heir of camelot if that makes any sense awesome commentary and points now let's hear from queen mimi what up stina it's mimi i'm sending in feedback for merlin season four episodes 11 and 12 (laughs) i gotta be honest with you i don't remember anything from these episodes (laughs) i watched them yesterday and i just didn't feel like writing notes there's not an excuse i just didn't feel like it so this feedback is probably going to be god awful because <laughs> I I'm see I before I pushed record I was trying to remember what happened and I don't remember anything. But I don't have enough energy or patience to go back and watch. So I'm just going to say what I remember. Um I know that the first episode um was about well, I think it was just like part one and part two. Um, Gwen was in the woods and she came across this like these bandits. And then the black dude was like, oh, no, there's some pleasure to be had here. I remember that. And I was like, oh, is this about to get Game of Throny? I should have known this is a kid's show. So, no, which is great because that is not what I want for my girl, Gwen. Um, I did like how she came up with the whole ass backstory um and then as soon as she heard morgana she knew like she needed to get out of there and she was pretty quick thinking on her feet and i was proud of her um however i didn't like (laughs) the like the way she was i don't know like i guess finding out she was wandering for months was pretty devastating i don't know that made me really sad because I assume she was super far away from Camelot, but I guess she wasn't that far. She was at Merlin's mom's house. Or no, no, that was in episode, the second episode. She was, I'm assuming, not that far because her and Morgana were talking about that they know the woods. So they couldn't have been that far away from um, Camelot. Wandering on your feet, uh, walking around for months just sounds terrifying for her to be a woman on her own with all of her possessions in a daggone didn't she have like a pull cart or something like that because I know she didn't have a horse so and um what else happened oh Morgana turned her into a deer which was super effed up considering she knew Arthur was out hunting and mistake me if I'm wrong but the girl that played the princess that was one of, that's the the druggie from um what is the name of that show oh my god new hamster new hamster new amsterdam <laughs> i was looking at her the whole time like why does this heifer look so freaking familiar i cannot remember i can't think like i kept thinking about the girl from Grey's anatomy 
the one that gets on my nerve, Amelia. And I was like, no, that's not her. That's not her. It's like, but I know it's a medical show. Like, it was driving me crazy. And then finally it came to me. Um, I did like her as, like, a character. I just, uh, I, I think it's just, you know, what all 2020 has brought. Like, racial, uh, what's the word, like, frustrations? I, I'm... I'm sorry, I can't even think of a better word. I know there's a better word, but it's not coming to me and I don't feel like thinking about it. But I just, I get so sick of seeing white women all of the time. Like, I would, like, I'm not even saying that every princess has to be a black woman. Like, there's there's brown people that, like, brown Asians, Chinese, Japanese. You can go with someone from Iran, someone from Iraq. You can go with someone that's Egyptian. You can go, shoot, there's so many other, they act like the only races on the planet for a princess to be is white. And it's annoying because, you know, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, shoot, Colombian, like there's so many Hispanic ethnicities. Like, I just, I'm, I think I'm just whited out. (laughs) No, it's like, that's, the only explanation I can come up with like I liked her as a character but I'm also sick of seeing a white woman especially when I know that he's in love with a black woman like that bothers me um but I did like their relationship uh development it was cute it was never going to be anything to me because she's not Gwen but the you know the development itself was pretty cute um what else happened um oh yeah uh Gwen got shot but then Merlin miraculously saved her and Gwen did not see him use magic once again that is starting to get on my nerve it's irritating as fuck and it just makes the people seem stupid that they don't notice things like that because his eyes glow and that's ridiculous that they're trying to pretend like we can't see that um let me see what else um i'm just gonna keep it moving up what i remember i'm not gonna go per episode because i don't remember what like when one began and when one ended um i did like how cute and excited gwen was when she saw merlin because finally a familiar face um i understand why she didn't want to go to camelot but if she'd have came to arthur with some like maybe not like went to Camelot but like maybe a note have Merlin bring Arthur a note that would have been cute I wish they'd have done something like that um because she just left and we like were to never see her again and that was sad I was pleasantly surprised when she showed up with Merlin's mama and it's funny that I mean I didn't see season one so I never see Merlin's mama and he's like sorry I haven't visited she's like it's okay I know life is busy that's your only son and you his mama and I forgot he wasn't an orphan because we got to look at guy so dumbass all the time like that's like his father figure I forgot that he had an actual whole ass parent huh you would you would think that maybe um Gaius would actually do something with his position since his mama did send him to you teach him something but you know it's Gaius he sucks um whole ass waste of space um uh what else did i like i oh 
<coughs> sorry I should have paused it I think I'm catching a cold but anyway um I mistake me if I'm wrong but didn't Merlin tell Arthur straight up that um Agravain was not trustworthy I I thought he actually said that because in the last um episode that the right before or I guess like right when Agravain um he finally like was up front with his betrayal later on in the episode Arthur went to Merlin was like you knew Agravain and he was like well I had my suspicion and I'm thinking why are they having this conversation like am I am I wrong was it in the last episode didn't he tell him Agravain didn't he like point him into the direction like and tell him that Agravain gave Morgana the plans for like the siege underground I don't remember what the siege plans or whatever they're called but I'm like did the same person not write this episode that wrote the last one because I'm pretty sure he told him and then Arthur was like that doesn't make any sense I know him my whole life did you have you like I mean you knew he existed but did you know him because we haven't looked at his raggedy face since the the only time we've ever seen him was this season and you try to tell me that you know him really that's so stupid Arthur be acting dumb as hell sometimes and I hate that it took what 12 episodes for us to finally be rid of fucking Agravain and I mean if I have my way I would love for him to be taken out by like Gwen <laughs> that would be awesome oh I know what else I, I I liked about the episode I think it was the second episode my man Gwen like for, oh my god he is so fine like I can't even I can't even tell you like I want to find him so that I can follow him on social media but I don't even know what that man's name is but he was looking extra scrumptious in this uh episode when he was fighting and then when Morgana was in his face talking about handsome going I was like bitch you better back up I'm gonna need you to take six steps back and put your hands in your pocket don't touch my man don't even breathe near him you know what matter of fact close your eyes and don't look at him because I will not allow such things you didn't already mess with my girl Gwen you need to leave Gwen alone and the way he like beat dude's ass to get some food for um, Gaius, that was pretty sweet. I'm mad she only gave him a loaf of bread, or not a loaf of bread, a croissant, and it looked moldy. Like was that was that parsley or <laughs> spinach or was that like mold? Like you can't give him a fresh piece. Um, um, also, can we um, please, for the love of God, get one scene where um, Elian? brings up the fact that his sister is just gone <laughs> every time I see him and he's so gun-ho for other people and so like he risked his life for Arthur really so you do have the capability of being loyal you just forgot you had a sister like oh he I I was hoping that that freaking that snake killed him because I'm sick of looking at him and I'm sick of this complaint the only person that would be sad like super sad if he died would be uh Gwen nobody else would give a shit um back to back to my man's like I I love I love when they put a spotlight on Gwen because he is super fine and he be he be fighting 
I wish they would um I wish Arthur would take Gwen with him as like his like second in command because he is the best fighter like he literally fights better than you Arthur he didn't beat you and you know that um the other thing I guess I remember is the scene where Gwen uh was tending to Arthur's wounds and he woke up and saw her and they said that they missed each other and they and they hugged each other I really would have preferred a more in-depth conversation like you know I appreciate the moment for what it was but in all honesty like we know that Arthur forgave like he he wants to forgive her because he missed her and he loved her and he's always gonna love her and he couldn't even bring himself to marry the princess because you know she wasn't Gwen and we know that but she don't know that and he don't know that this whole time she's regretted all her life choices like I don't know why I felt that way for Lancelot like I, it came out of nowhere like I loved you I love you I still do I never stopped and I don't understand where those feelings came from I'm I'm really flabbergasted too I betrayed you and I'm sorry and I can't explain to you why but it'll never happen again I love you I don't want anybody else but you you're it for me and then he can say whatever he needs to say to her like you know you really hurt me but I can't be not be with you I love you we need to work on this relationship something I would have loved a more in-depth scene but I do understand that you know I feel like just like when we would have um different directors and writers for the script for um the walking dead you could you could tell the ones that was um some uh daggone uh rashon shippers like they they went in when they directed or when they wrote you know their scenes like you could tell the people that you know ship arwen <laughs> like you know there are some people who ship it and you can see the way they ship it because they make merlin ship it hard like the way he was going in for gwen i it made me really like him like most of the time you know Merlin gets up my nerve but he was going hard for his girl and he was not liking that princess he was like bitch I don't care how much you like hunting or how cool you want to be you ain't Gwen you better take several seats leave leave my my girl's man alone because <laughs> he was like showing his ear telling him what to do and that there like he is really the hardest the heart he goes hard for his ship <laughs> and I appreciate it um and I just wish that all the writers would go hard for uh Arwen the way <laughs> Merlin does <laughs> um because that scene could have been more but I I have high hopes for this uh season uh season finale when it comes to Arwen so I'm gonna hold out for that um I really don't know if I forget I I know I forgot a lot of stuff like I'm just gonna be real but I can't think of anything else because I am drawing a blank like I should have at least wrote like some keywords to, to trigger me but I was just I was just lazy there's a lot of stuff on the DVR that's starting to come back that I've been trying to catch up on I just finished watching the last uh three episodes ever of Supernatural I don't think y'all watched that like I did, but I mean, when I tell y'all I went hard, I literally have been watching Supernatural live 
for 15 years. <laughs> I remember watching it when I was in college. First, the like first, you know, this is before DVR, so you had to watch stuff live. I didn't watch episode one because, you know, <laughs> I don't know how we knew new shows were coming out back then. I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I don't remember. But I do know that I had never heard of it before. And then um, <clears throat> I remember, like, it was right when I, like, I was in, I was living in my own apartment and I had um, cable. And this was the first time I ever in my life <laughs> got to control the TV. So I remember flipping through and it was, it had just, it had started already. So I think I was like two or three minutes past whenever it started and I read like the the summary that they put up um you know on Comcast back in the day <laughs> when you had to you couldn't like go ahead too far you had to like go through the guide you know you couldn't look at what's going to be playing two weeks from now you had to go you know maybe six hour blocks and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I clicked on it. It was episode, it was season one, episode two. And I will never forget. It. I was like, damn, these motherfuckers is fine. I have always loved me some Jensen Eccles. And he was in uh, Smallville. And I was like, damn, is that the guy who was dating Lana? The, the coach? Is that him? And then just in love with it ever since. And I, I just finished watching it. I will say, I don't know what it is about shows when they like love to just do underwhelming series finales or some unnecessary bullshit but that's you know whatever can't say all of supernatural was great there was some really phenomenal episodes and there were some episodes some seasons where you were like what the hell darren <coughs> used to watch it with me and oh my god i'm losing my voice sorry i had to pause <laughs> um i remember us watching it together and it was one of those shows where if it recorded and he wasn't like we, if we couldn't watch it live I couldn't watch the recording without him so we watched it together it was one of those shows we used to do that uh, watch at the same time so we didn't spoil each other and there was one season with Leviathan and they lost Darren but I would get like whenever there would start boring me I still had it recorded on my DVR but there would go like three four weeks um, where I would would not watch it and then I would just have to catch up and I know when I was in nursing school there were whole seasons where I would be like eight episodes behind and the season finale coming I couldn't catch up so I had to watch it all like late but like I said I've been rocking with Supernatural for all these 15 years and that's over um, I've been trying to catch up on oh my show MacGyver came back love that show um, what else there's some other stuff that's oh I tried watching uh, The Good Doctor, but when it came back and I realized what they were doing and why the series, the season finale made me so mad, I just stopped. I deleted it. I'm not even watching it anymore. I can't. If I find out later that, you know, that relationship is over, maybe I'll go back, but they lost me. I can't. I won't. And I'm not gonna. Um, I love Claire, but not enough to keep going. Um... I am clearly on a tangent. This has nothing to do with Merlin, but I'm just telling you, you know, why I was too lazy to write notes. Just, I was just watching TV and, you know, I was like, oh, I should watch Merlin. And it never occurred to me till it was too late that this is one of the ones I get feedback on. So, you know, it is what it is. 
y'all gonna listen to this and y'all just gonna have to deal with it you know you got to listen to all this tangent you're gonna have to listen to all my nonsense and part the fact that i missed 96 percent of this these two episodes whatever it's fine um i guess i can end it here so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was mimi with her thoughts on the episode and mostly everything about why she didn't write any notes on the episode (laughs) you didn't miss much though you hit the the important beats and (laughs) you cracking me up i'm just i'm i'm whited out i i guess i guess it never occurred to me and trust there are moments where yes i do feel what you're feeling it just never occurred to me in this particular show (laughs) i think in more modern aspects of like this was already this was 2011 so no i wouldn't even have had that expectation there i don't think i was seeing or viewing a show through that type of lens i mean i wanted more of the representation but i didn't have quite as an adamant stance on the way I feel with television now like I don't want to spend a lot of time on a show in which they do not have any prominent black characters so I feel you on that point but but as far as why the princess is white just because Gwen was black and this is 19 18 whatever the hell this is supposed to be white people were around the the, the the reality is it wouldn't have likely been another brown per- the fact that Gwen herself is brown <laughs> is a feat on itself that was as far and as liberal as they were going to ever go with this and that's just reality <laughs> but I know what you mean and since um, there really wasn't much else to be had around this episode and yes you're right they did um have merlin say exactly that but the catch was is that they had replaced the plans like they took the plans copied the plans and then put the plans back so that no one if someone were like oh they copied the plans to the siege they covered their ass so merlin was just looking like a fool when he said go in here i got proof and he was like okay they're missing no they're not missing they're right here <laughs> so there's that but yeah the whole i've known him all my life i don't necessarily need to see a character for four seasons to know that they were part of their lives like i i can allow myself to give the show leadway if they earn it to be like yeah i'm sure we don't see everything or the whole entire year uh if he had a cousins and shit it was never relevant to the plot so yeah i'm fine with introducing a random family member out of the blue that wouldn't be living with you for whatever particular reason that's rather the norm however i will say way too lately introduced into the series that's first and foremost that's like someone trying to course correct something they didn't or they meant to put in the earlier scripts and then it it just didn't ring true because even when they were talking to each other they didn't have a close bond or relationship like he couldn't even share to him about Gwen all that much like even when last episode or one before where what were they doing oh about Elian 
like they were like yeah i'm not gonna let aggravate know about it like there was a distrust there or at least a a point in that relationship where arthur didn't fully trust him so for him to give that dumbass line it's just the writers don't know how to write in this show and like you said you could tell the ones where they love the arwen relationship and i will say to the to a point it's not the biggest point but kind of with black sales when you have a fandom that are in one direction and you're in a different counter direction it's it's easy to play bait with them and i will say the show like black sales stuck to the what romance they were telling the story about like both shows well not quite like both shows because they actually did what they were supposed to do it was afterwards and all that chatter with the fandom i'm like okay that's just your fan baiting and a lot of shows did do that back in the day it's it's sad to see when shows do that and they don't stand by but that's an insecurity within the authors and the product itself and trying to mollify the fandom you have versus considering the fandom this show could eventually find and like black sales this was a niche type of show and a lot of people that were watching were merlin and arthur shippers because there was not a lot of content out there for gay couples and this was the closest thing that many had to to vicariously live through the, wanting that relationship it is what it is i'm not judging it for that um i wasn't in any type of fandom in which they were i mean do what you do i don't care who you shit with just don't disrespect the actual relationship and you do and they've never made a point in this show i've never even seen anything other than platonic between arthur and merlin so everything that was in the fandom itself was just bait the the context of the show never was going there thinking about going there uh merlin supported and loved that relationship as almost more than his own relationship he loved gwen in ways that yes her brother never did and never said and yeah he was a waste i thought he was gonna die in this episode too i would have been happy to do if he did so because there is no reason why i mean even i mean i guess we should have known when he didn't show up when they daddy died like you couldn't even come to the funeral you didn't even check in like years later after the funeral (laughs) and um i will say with this show i don't know what the concept of time is and wait i don't know in mandalorian so i i when you mentioned months about so i'm like god i don't even i can't i didn't even know it was months you was paying attention that dialogue i was not but that is all the thoughts we have on these two episodes if you want to send feedback you can send that to blackercouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review (laughs) until the next time peace hair grease black on magic